itself as the ultimate detective story. We get to find all these, these mathematical clues, and then we get to be part of this amazing community of detectives who have worked for hundreds of years to piece together this incredible plot that we're uncovering of what nature is really up to. Now, there's another thing that you talk about in your book. I mean, you, you also argue that reality is more than just our observable universe, going back to the Big Bang 14 billion years ago, that there are actually many universes. We live in some sort of a multiverse. What makes you think that? Well, before we talk about other universes, though, let's just remind ourselves what we mean by our universe. We don't mean by that in astronomy what I thought we meant as kids, namely everything that exists, which by definition would mean there couldn't be others. What we mean by our universe in astronomy is simply the spherical region of space from which light has had time to reach us so far during the 13.8 billion years since our Big Bang. Okay, so if there are galaxies that are much farther away, even the best telescopes on the planet can never see them because we would have to wait you know, billions of years more for the light to reach us. And the question is, is there more than just this space that we have access to, our universe? And the reason people have started talking about this a lot now, not just in science fiction, but also at physics conferences, is because even though we can't go see those regions directly, we have a bunch of mathematical physics theories which we've started to take seriously for other reasons, because they made other successful predictions, which actually predict that they should exist. But it also predicts that space itself is much bigger than the part that we can see perhaps even infinite. No, wait, I, 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 have, I have to jump in because uh, I've always heard that space is not infinite. I mean, there's sort of an outer edge of space. And I mean, that when we talk about our universe expanding, that that's what that is. I mean, to that, that outer edge. But you're saying actually space goes on forever? This is a very fascinating uh, misconception that a lot of people have, that we somehow know that there's an end to space. The basic fact of the matter is we don't know. Einstein came up with more elegant ways in which space could be finite. You could go really far in one direction and just find that you're back in Wisconsin again from the other direction. But this, this inflation theory that we have, it actually, what it actually does is it stretches space out and produces more volume everywhere. It predicts that space is vastly bigger than the part that we can see. So there are all these other regions teeming with galaxies and planets and stars. This is the first kind that I call the level one parallel universes in the book. It's just one space. They share. We all share the same Big Bang. It's just that stuff, history played out differently. Well, and I, I've heard but, the phrase pocket universes, as if they, you know, there are sort of pockets of these different universes all within this one giant multiverse. Ah, so now you're going to the level two multiverse, oh, okay. where you effectively have many different Big Bangs, and each one creates one of these pocket universes. And this is also something which the inflation theory predicts, and it actually isn't quite as shocking as you might think, because in physics, whenever you have a mechanism that creates something, if you have a car factory, it produces a car, you know, it's not so strange to think that it could produce many cars. In fact, they usually do. And so if you have some kind of big bang creation mechanism going on in physics, you could imagine it making many bangs. Now, you have, uh, you have other versions of uh, multiple universes as well, something that you call the level three multiverse. And this, I have to say, this, this starts to get really strange. I mean, this gets into what has been called the many worlds interpretation of quantum physics. Uh, the world is, is constantly splitting into alternative realities. Can you explain this? So this is a multiverse which has been brought to us from a completely different direction. When, when you start zooming in to the micro-world instead and ask what everything is made out of, you discover these particles and you start studying them. Quantum mechanics 
governs this. And the supreme law of the land there is what's known as the Schrodinger equation. And it's arguably the most successful physics theory ever. It, it's given us the transistor, the computer revolution, cell phones, lasers, you name it. But for about 100 years now, <laughs> physicists have also argued about this, what to really make of it. And the reason is the textbook version of this theory, the Copenhagen interpretation, as it's called, it's kind of incomplete because the Schrodinger equation in quantum mechanics says that little particles can be in multiple places at once. And I'm, of course, made of particles, right? So that means I can be in several places at once. But you never see that, your friend being in several places at once, at least sober. So <laughs> this, this, Schrodinger, this, this Copenhagen stuff invented this extra thing called the collapse of the wave function, which was supposed to randomly get rid of all the different versions of you except one and bring back order make it the way we see it. But in the 1950s, a young grad student named Hugh Everett came up with this really radical idea that forget about all that Copenhagen collapse stuff and say that this equation always holds, no exceptions at all. Then you can really end up in, in two places at once.